podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Hello and welcome back to episode 18 of the Norwich Podcast. Shout out everyone who listened to the last one on austerity. It's important to know why our government is making cuts to public services and the impact it has on working class people and the economy as a whole. So try to check that out on SoundCloud or iTunes. But yeah, we out here, episode 18. This one's going to be about inflation. I'm sure the vast majority of people probably have heard of the word inflational, but I hope so. And it's kind of important for us to know what actually what inflation actually is, the breakdown, how it's measured, what the recent figures are and its impact on different groups of people. So what is inflation? By definition, it's, it's the sustained increase in the general level of prices of goods and services in the economy. So how it's calculated, you have like 700 odd items in the, they call it the, the goods and services basket. And they kind of analyze like 180,000 odd prices from let's say it's May. A woman talk about the May figures today, May 2017. So analyze the prices from all these goods and services in this basket from May last year to May this year. And it's kind of measured by percentage. So if inflation is up 5%, that means on average, in those goods and services, the price level from May last year to, to May this year has gone up by 5%. And in more basic terms, inflation is essentially the cost of living. Because if inflation is going up, the cost of living essentially is going up because the goods and services that you pay for on a daily basis are going up. So what there's different causes to um, inflation. I'm going to talk about three well we'll talk about two but i'm going to mention the third one so you've got monetary inflation which is due to, like, to the supply of money in the economy but that's something i'll probably go into at a more later date and try to find an easy way to break that down because it can be a bit confusing but the two main ones in my opinion are demand pull and cost push so demand pull inflation is when the demand is driving up the price for those who've been listening or reading my blogs and stuff I've said I've explained the relationship between demand and supply and how it affects price. So, say for example, let's take the Yeezys, the Yeezy trainers, for example. The demand for these trainers is so high that not everybody can get it. Let's say there's only ten thousand Yeezys in the world, but a hundred thousand people want it. You can afford to charge a higher amount because of that hundred thousand people. Some people are willing to pay more. That's why you'll see a pair of Yeezys going sell for, let's say, £200. And on a secondary market, on Depop or uh, eBay or via personal um, personal shoppers, shout out Luxury Plug for that, check that out on Instagram, the price for Yeezys will probably be sold for, we've seen like them go for four figures. Cost push is a bit like the opposite. The, the opposite. This is more to do with the supply side. So when the cost of production, so let's say the Yeezy, so let's say it costs more to produce the sole or the laces, let's say whatever material it is that they use, let's say plastic, the price of plastic has gone up by 10%, then the supply to your factory of plastic is going to cost 10% more. So that means it is costing you more to produce that good. So to cover that cost, you're going to have to up the price. So those are like the three main causes of inflation.
Now, what's good, Eli? What is actually happening in the UK today? Well, I look at the May figures. Um, well, the July figures should be out anytime soon. And I'll probably will revise those and maybe like a blog or something. But when I look at the May figures comparing from May 2017 to May 2016, inflation is at its highest point in four years. It's at 2.9%. This rise, um, analysts have said, is due to the weakening sterling, especially after the EU referendum. So most of us do know last year, around June, there was a referendum on the EU. The UK voted to leave the EU. So sort of automatically that caused a lot of craziness in the, in the foreign exchange market. So us people that purchase stuff abroad or have been going on holidays, we've seen that our pound gets us less euros and dollars than it did before. So when so our pounds is now getting us less dollars, less euros. Like I was dropping an example to my friends the other day. In fact, not even to my friends on my social media on Twitter, I said it was June, so I think last week I said five hundred pounds gets you five hundred and sixty-nine euros back. January last year, January twenty sixteen, five hundred pounds gets you 679 euros back. So essentially, you're losing more than 100 euros. 100 euros in what, a year and a half? Just in exchange rates. So when you look at that, think about when you're buying stuff from abroad. I was speaking to one of my YouTuber friends, shout Andrea. She was saying, oh shit, that's why my foundation costs more. Because think about it. If, if your pounds is now getting you less euros or less dollars, when it's time for you to import these goods, it's going to cost you more. Because if, let's say, it was £1 to €2, Euros, for example, and what you're purchasing was €10, Euros, you're paying £5 for it. But let's say that drops to one to one, so it's £1 to €1. Euros. The price is also the same abroad. It's still €10, Euros, but now you're paying £10. So that's kind of what's helped to drive up the price levels in the economy. And when you look at it in terms of our wages, our salaries, once you adjust wages for inflation, which is very important because yeah, you may get paid um, you may get paid a thousand pounds a month, but if inflation is rising each each month and you're still getting paid the same, essentially your money is less valuable than it was before. So if you look at real wages in our economy right now, our real wage growth, so how much our wages are growing. Is one was one point seven from May last year, but inflation is two point nine. That's a differential of one point two percent. So inflation is one point two percent more than the increase in our salaries. So we're actually losing money when you think about it. And analysts are saying inflation is likely to keep on rising until the cost of the weaker pound is passed down to consumers, which is probably going to take two to three years. And the word on the streets is, we're out here looking at three to four percent inflation for the next two three years, which is a bit crazy because the Bank of England, obviously many of you will not, will not know this, they target an inflation range of two percent. That's meant to that's meant to be a healthy inflation price. I mean, sorry, inflation percentage that will stabilize the economy. But. If we're looking at three to three to four percent for two three years, that's not very good for us, especially if our wages are not going to be rising 
to at three four percent. And when so the reason why they say it's gonna take this time this time frame is because the the change in our currency. So now obviously we've got a weaker pound compared to dollars and euros etc. Will probably take around two three years to pass through to the price level. So that shift in currency will take a while to feed through into prices, which is basically more pain for us. So how does inflation like affect us as people? So I'm gonna try to break it down like the different ways it impacts us. So if you look at um, creditors and debtors, so lenders and borrowers, in inflation, lenders tend to lose out. Say for example, I, okay, let's say I borrow 12,000 pounds and I've agreed to pay 1,000 pounds per month for the year. Sorry, I don't want to speak like a slow idiot. So 1,000 pounds per month. If inflation rises and these payment terms are fixed, essentially that 1,000 pounds is less costly. So the lenders are actually losing out and the borrowers are gaining because they're essentially paying less in real terms and the lenders are essentially receiving less in real terms. Savers can lose and they're likely to lose because the pounds that they save today are less valuable in the future because of inflation is eating into its value. Unless the, the rate of interest, let's say in your savings account was ahead of inflation, it's peak. So let's say your savings account right now is 2%, but the inflation is 2.9%. So you're losing out on 0.9%. But let's say you're lucky you have, I don't know, 5% return on your savings, then you're fine. But that doesn't work out for most people. Even the great billionaire Warren Buffett says inflation is a threat to savings and we should move to equities. For those who know equities, equities is like stocks and shares. But obviously with that, it comes a risk that you can lose money. But your rate of return is likely to be higher because with savings, your interest rate is likely to be lower than the inflation rate at times. Inflation basically means your purchasing power is going down. As I said before, when the price of goods and services is up and you're still getting paid the same, you can't purchase as much. That's your purchasing power. And that's the same thing with investment. If there's inflation, your purchasing power is also dropping. Even from an investment side, and you talk about savings, as I said before, that obviously inflation is likely to outstrip um, interest rates. Even remember that you also get taxed on your um, savings as well. What is this tax allowance? Is it 15 grand around roughly now? Above that, you're getting taxed plus inflation eat into it. Inflation is really, really not good for the savers. And then when you look at stuff like bonds, for some bonds are like, they're like a fixed income thing. Because the terms of bonds are fixed, you can't really inflation proof them. It's like, it's, like, it's like the example I gave before. If you borrow a thousand pounds over a set amount of period, you could be losing value because how much you lent to people is fixed, but inflation is going up, so it's eating to your value. Now, to give a kind of a more specific example of how it affects you and affects different people differently, 
It also depends in your age range, age range, your age range, your demographic, what you like to buy. Inflation could be two point nine percent across the board, on average. But depending on goods and services that you choose to consume, it can have different impacts on you. So let's say, for example, all you do in your life is buy soft drinks every day, every week, every month. You spend your whole two grand salary, whatever it is, on soft drinks. Last May. There was a neg- there was deflation, in fact, minus three percent inflation rate. So essentially, um, soft drinks are even cheaper for you. But if you're one of those sick, twisted people in the world that enjoy eating fish, I don't know why people eat fish. It's disgusting. It smells disgusting. It's a it's a flipping safety hazard with them knives or bones inside. Just oh, I hate fish. Anyway, if you're a person who spends all your two grand on on fish. You're screwed. And now let's look at demographics. Those who are under 30 tend to spend more of their money on housing, education, restaurants, a young Vapiano, a young SDK, Novikov, all them image places. And these places is where prices are rising faster than anywhere else during the period of plus 2% inflation. Way faster. For example, from February 2011, for 70 consecutive months, the under 30 demographic are experiencing a higher rate of inflation than the overall average. Now, you compare that to the, the old people, the 60 pluses, they tend to spend their money on recreation, maybe a young bowls, a young snooker, food, cheeky asda, and transportation, and all that type of stuff. So in the in the basket of goods and services that they tend to spend on, prices were falling and le- falling or less than the average. So essentially, they were benefiting, they were gaining. However, the last 12 months, everything done changed. The script flipped. The fall in the pound and the increase in prices in the oil has put inflationary pressures. Pressures? Inflationary pressures. They've been rising and rising. Now they are proper hitting the over 60s now. Like, it's quite a tough time for the overseas conservatives out here trying to freeze them to death, <laughs> make them sell their yards, and now inflation is slapping them upside the head. And this is also bad because when you're plus 60, you don't have the flexibility to combat inflation. For example, people my age, I'm in my 20s and other 20s, when we're feeling a pinch, we're like, okay, shit, we need to change up. Like, we need to go get a new job or something like that. So let's say you're on your 30 grand a year, you're experiencing inflation. Maybe you don't know you're experiencing inflation, but you are. You think, oh, I need to really level up to you know, be able to have a decent standard of living. You work hard, you go to apply for new jobs, and you get a job that's 36 grand, for example. You've upped yourself six grand. That's how you've tried to deal with the increase in inflation. When you're a pensioner, you don't have that luxury. Your income is likely to be fixed. So you can't really combat it in a certain way. And also, us people, let's say in the under 30s, we're more likely to move houses. Okay, cool. So it's a bit expensive living in Stratford Village. Okay, cool. I'm going to go live in Brentwood or something like that. People plus 60, they ain't trying to move. They ain't trying to move. So they can't really make that saving in accommodation costs. So that is very difficult for them. So inflation is hitting these people harder than it has ever done before so yeah that's what's happening in inflation right now 
the inflation story. To kind of round up, I want to also bring it back to what I always talk about in virtually every podcast. We are experiencing a rise in the cost of living and that inflation is going up, so it's even worse. But our wages are not matching. So where are the people that lose out? This is very, very bad. And we're not really seeing or hearing a lot from our authorities. We ain't hearing Theresa May talk about this. We ain't hearing you lot's boy, Jeremy Corbyn, talk about this. We ain't hearing nobody talk about this. Because it's a very, very intricate problem. It's a very difficult problem to solve. So what politicians do is what they always do. Propaganda. Finesse the game. Corbyn, blame it on rich people. Theresa May and them man, blame it on immigrants. Really not addressing the root. We're not in a very, very good state in comparison to before. And this is not very... Especially if we're going to experience two to three years of inflation, which I'm not too sure about, let me not lie, I'm not on Bloomberg or Thomson Reuters' level of um, forecasting yet. But if that is the world on the roads, then it could be a bit more tricky time. So maybe I something to bear in mind to kind of maybe watch your expenditure, maybe not try to go too, too ham on things that you may not need to purchase. Flip yeah. money, then we stack it up. Inflation. Burning bridges, niggas acting up. Games again. my body like I'm tied up. I ain't seen nobody bad as hard. I ain't seen nobody bad as hard. I'ma get this money, I'ma grab it up. I've been stacking, I've been stacking. Just wait till I pattern up. Pattern up. Flip this money, then we stack it up. Burning bridges, niggas acting up. She on my body like I'm tied up. Sports Social Podcast Network.